0: It's time for J.B. and the General. Presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Call or text into the show right now. 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio, here's News Channel 5's John Burton and Patton Cook.
1: On a Tuesday. Morning, everybody. What's up, Music City? It is JB and the General. Glad to have you with us on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. I'm John Burton. He's Patton Cook. Patton, what's up, brother? Nothing much, John. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, indeed. And... uh not exactly a rip-roaring, rockin' time in the sports world right now, but things are going to heat up, especially in the NFL. We'll get into that uh, later on. Um, Hated to see the Daytona 500 end in a caution. You know? It yeah. Just, it's just not, you know what I mean? It's bad enough. It was supposed to be run on Sunday. It got washed out. They were able to run it yesterday, which was cool because, like you said, yesterday was a holiday, so a lot of people... Had the day off, and they were able to sit and enjoy and watch mm-hmm. the Daytona 500. Had that big one, big one with about what eight laps to go, right? That was a just a hodgepodge. Right. Of, <laughs> that was a mess. Hey, you wait uh, a whole extra. Like day. you want the big one to come, you know, about halfway through right. the race. You don't want it to come at the end. We want to see that sprint to the finish, exactly. right? Exactly.
2: You want a a, a long couple laps to go and just everybody rip roaring but you're right you wait an extra day and you get a a caution finish pretty much at at the end there but yeah pretty slow right now but some nfl like you talked about we'll get into it but uh happy to be on the show with you again jb hey
1: man we're here we are day two uh i thought yesterday's debut went very well the feedback was really good on my end i don't know about your end
2: had a lot of a couple buddies tune in. Want to shout out to them for tuning in, but uh, yeah, appreciate everybody. Yeah, thank uh, the you so interaction much. yesterday was just
1: great. Yeah, it was great. William, by I, I did hear from Sal. He says he's going to call today, okay. so uh, we expect to hear from him. Uh, we'll have Brad Powers coming up, and uh, we're going to do our our Nashville Cats corner uh, every Tuesday. We're going to be talking to little Nashville Cats as they get ready to come back uh, later this spring. Can't wait for that. Yes, yeah, because like I said, I. I missed the party the first time they were here cuz I wasn't living here or working here. I was in Pennsylvania, but uh I know how popular they were and Greg Pogue and Jeff Fisher and that great ownership group that they have have been working really hard to bring back Nashville Cats Arena football for the spring and I think it's going to be a lot of fun over that as Fisher likes to say the
3: historic memorial. You
1: know, <laughs> it's going to be great. So, uh we'll we'll get more on that. Um Yeah, William Byron, by the way, won the Daytona five hundred. I think we failed to mention that. So congratulations to him. Like I said, it was under caution, but listen, anytime you can win that race, we all we saw it last year with Joseph Newgarden Mm -hmm. of Hendersonville when he won the Indy five hundred. Now the guy had already won two points championships in IndyCar, but to win the Indy five hundred, that is the holy grail and you know, for open wheel racing or that form of open wheel racing. You got Formula One over in Europe, which we know. But uh, for stock car racing, it gets no bigger than the Daytona 500, yep. which begs the question, why is the biggest race of the year the first race of the year? Now, there are some big races in NASCAR. The Coke 600 on yeah. uh, you know, July 4th weekend is big. The, the one at the Brickyard is always big. But, man, you know, it's... Uh, Don't it get to ease into the it. The Super Bowl right. of the sport is the first race. But, uh, hey, congrats to William Byron. So... Patton, today is the uh, day where uh, NFL teams can tag potential free agents. It starts a two-week window. Free agency starts in three weeks. And there are some big names that could be tagged today. I do not expect the Tennessee Titans to tag Derrick Henry. I'm sorry, folks. I know a lot of fans out there. I get asked almost every day, Patton, what are the Titans going to do with Derrick Henry? Is Derrick Henry coming back? In my mind, and we had Steve Lehman on yesterday, he thinks that there's a chance. I, I personally think there's a less than 5% chance Derrick Henry's back. And, and Darren said it on these airwaves. By the way, you can catch the McFarlane's on uh, this station every two, every Monday through Friday, two to four. He said it and I agree with it. You don't grab the mic after the game, right. you know, like Derrick Henry did after the last game when they beat Jacksonville and he had a great game and said, Hey, love you fans. We'll see you down the road if you don't have a bit of an inkling that you're probably not going to be back. So I leave it to you Titans fan. Do you expect the Titans to tag Derek Henry today
2: or Uh, within the next two
1: weeks? Absolutely (laughs) not. Uh,
2: Tag him. Uh, Now bringing him back. I'm not so sure. And we must keep in mind. Derek made those comments under the presumption that Mike Vrabel was still going to be the head coach this year, much less a new change in offensive philosophy. So, he kind of put all those together. I, I, I'm highly doubting that, just because a, a question I asked Steve yesterday, from what it looks like, the Titans want to pass first, run second, and that's right. just not what Derrick Henry... Are you
1: okay with that, uh, Yeah, way. I'm
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, that's kind of what I've been calling for the past couple of years, just because you look around the league. Now, you need some run game. You need to keep some teams honest, but the whole... If our run game is bad, the whole offense is going to go bad. I just think teams can shut off the run game too easily now. Teams are too talented, too big, too fast, and uh, I think that's something we've seen from the Titans. So, no, I don't believe so. Denico Autry is another name uh, that really would be the only one available, but John, he's too old and it really isn't worth the number that he you can't.
1: You can't make a big financial <laughs> no. investment into him at this stage of his career. Not and he's all. still a really effective player. To your point,
2: exactly. So, uh, but for the Titans, really don't expect anything to be made. But Titans-related, there are some names out there that they will keep an eye on. Uh, if a guy like T. Higgins, who it is pretty much widely thought, John, if they can't get a deal done in these next couple of weeks. He will end up getting the tag, but yeah. that's that's the name you hear. You're, you heard the comments from him, I believe, at the Super Bowl. If he would like to play with Brian Callahan and Will Levis, he goes, sure, I'd love to go back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's probably agent talk more than anything. But there are names out there the Titans will keep an eye on, but specific Titans players on the roster, don't expect much.
1: Well, it's interesting. You talk about the Bengals and T. Higgins. I mean, you must really want a guy. I mean, he's not their one. Chase is their one. They haven't paid yet either, by the way. They will.
2: Well, exactly. He's not going anywhere. No, 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 but they have to. But I see
1: what you're saying. They have to pay him, which has that trickle-down effect, right? But, I mean, they must really like T. Higgins if they're going to tag. Like, was he there, two or three? It depends on the day, I guess. Yeah, two.
2: It's really a – Taj Boyd is another one, but it's pretty much effectively Jamar Chase one, T. Higgins two. But I think that's the whole kind of – you don't want to have Jamar Chase getting doubled 90% of the time. You want to have some threat, and we've seen from Jamar Chase, he's not exactly the most durable guy. He gets banged up every now and then. T. Higgins is pretty durable. So that that's another kind of thing that the Bengals do like about the player. But mm-hmm. I've seen Titans fans, they'd love to bring him here. I just don't see a way he hits the open market.
1: It doesn't sound like he's going to. Like you said, everything that I've heard and read is that the Bengals – do plan to tag him if they can't get a long-term deal done. Um So, yeah, a lot of big names. Obviously, Mike Evans with the Buccaneers.
2: Yeah. Uh Michael Pittman uh, the with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, mm-hmm. One more in the division. Josh Allen, the outside linebacker. Not the quarterback. Not, not the quarterback of the Bills. Uh, Josh Josh he's not Allen, going anywhere. <laughs> the outside linebacker for the Jags. Two
1: names. Boy, you he, could he'd be a nice addition Really here. would be.
2: And I thought he's really started to come on to his own. Don't little, think,
1: little bookend pass rusher exactly, with Aaron Landry,
2: exactly. So there's some names out there. One more, Lajarius Sneed, Kansas City Chiefs cornerback, mm. is a, is a big name out he, there. He's
1: about to get paid by somebody. And
2: of course, Chris Jones. So we'll see how the Kansas City Chiefs handle it because uh, they don't aren't exactly blessed with cap space anyway, and they've right. got two big names. They got to figure out what to do.
1: Yeah, Chris Jones is a guy that you know he he. Remember, he held out of the first game last year. He he played last year under a restructured deal. He's not going for that this year, especially, I mean, you could make the argument that he might have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Yeah.
2: We shut down. I It really took away Debo's thinking. I mean, Mahomes
1: was great, we know, but I mean, especially on that last drive to get him in the end zone and win the thing, but... Jones just absolutely wrecked the game. Sure did. You know, for the last couple of possessions there. What were we going to say? I'm sorry. Well, and
2: I thought those two guys were for key because I thought Snead as well, it took away everything. It's something we talked about last week for the past couple of weeks now. The Super Bowl's been over. It just took away what the 49ers wanted to do. They wanted to go to their hotshot wide receivers. They wanted to go to Debo Samuel. They wanted to go to brain and Iuke. They just couldn't do that. And Chiefs got to get a lot of credit for. Uh, For that as well. One more name, John. Yes. Near and dear to your heart. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. What do the Giants do?
1: (sighs) Great question. I don't think they're going to tag him for a second straight year. I think the organization has too much respect for him. I think they're going to try like hell to work out a long-term deal. Both... Both sides are saying the right thing, right? He was uh,
2: with Stephen A. Smith, I believe, yesterday, saying he wants to stay in New York. He wants to
1: stay in New York. He wants to be a Giant. John Mara, the owner, says, listen, if you play your entire career with the Giants, look what can happen for you after your career. Michael Strahan, you know, doing (laughs) – he works for two networks. Right. Okay? He does NFL on Fox. He does Good Morning America. Not bad. Tiki Barber. Does Afternoon Drive Sports Talk Radio on WFAN, the number one sports station, uh all sports station in the world, the original.
2: Eli Manning's on every commercial. Eli, Eli Manning man. is
1: doing a crap ton of commercials. Um Lawrence Taylor, eh, it's probably best he lay low. You know, he's had some issues. Bless his heart. Love LT, but you know, he's he's doing the right thing. He's laying low. And he's never was even though he played in New York and he was a superstar in New York, he was never really like a big media guy. Hell, Victor Cruz is on NFL Network. Victor Cruz is doing a lot of day. cool stuff, and you know, even guys that Chris Canty won a Super Bowl with the Giants, he's on, you know, he's on Get Up or whatever, or yeah. not Get Up, but he's on uh, that morning show or whatever. So, so there are a lot of advantages there. I don't think the Giants are going to tag him. What I think they will do, if they can't work out a long term deal, and I and I have no idea at this point what the sticking points are. I think what they'll say is Saquon, we love you. We want you here. Go out and test free agency. See what's out there. If you get an offer before you sign, come see us. You know, if we can match or come close, we'll definitely do it and keep you here. If not, we'll let you go. He's 27 years old, which is for running back. That's, hmm, you know, Especially a running back that's had the number of injuries that Saquon has had—that's the biggest thing. Had he not, you know, tore up his knee in 2020 in his second year in the league, he'd already have a long-term deal by now. That would have been done, done, done. So, I don't know. Uh, Do you think what they do with the quarterback influences their decision? Because yeah, it could.
2: Not a foregone conclusion. Daniel Jones slash will be back slash will be QB one, right?
1: I, you know, they're we, you know. They're saying they think Daniel Jones will be ready by opening week. I don't think – Who knows? Yeah. They said they're going to do something at the quarterback position this year. I don't, you know, I don't see them making a big move to try to, you know, move up to to the one spot with Chicago or whatever. You know, Daniel Jones's future is in serious doubt because everybody complaining, oh, I can't believe they, they signed him to that contract. They can get out of it after this year. He'll be on the roster this year, but he can, right. they can get out of that contract after this year. So do they move up? Do they draft a quarterback? I, yeah. So, I mean, don't get me started. The Giants are a mess. So, um, I don't know. My instinct says somehow, some way Saquon will be a Giant next year, but man, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. So are there any potential in your mind tag targets for the Titans? They traditionally have not done a lot of tagging and they tagged no. Derek four years ago. But that was fully with the intent to sign him, and I think exactly. Derek knew that. You know, I mean, they they tagged him, and then a couple, like a month later, they signed him to a long term deal.
2: Yeah, I, I don't see it. I, just the names that are available right now, and to me, John, that's partly a detriment of how they've drafted the past couple of years. Because if you draft well, you right. you, ha- you have some things to think about, uh, and <laughs> with, with contracts coming out and really roster decisions. I just look guys coming out of their deals. We mentioned. Uh, Danico Autry, we mentioned Derrick Henry, but just with age and production and kind of with the cap space, even though the Titans have lots of cap space, they got big uh, shoes to fill, uh, specifically at offensive line, corner, wide receiver. So Mm -hmm. I I don't see any being made specifically on the roster. Like I mentioned, I think there are some guys out there they look at if they make it to the open market, some guys maybe you would like to see here. The uh, defensive lineman out of Baltimore, Justin uh, Matabueke, or however you say his name Ure, sounds right to me uh, was really good. Quite frankly, um, Denard Wilson, of course, uh, was in that room effectively as the secondary's coach. Of course, he was a D lineman. That's a game a name I look at. So I, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Hmm. What about D Hop? You think he's coming back? He's under contract. He signed a two year deal. You expect him to be back this is, year?
2: Is under contract and really not able to get out of it. That that yeah. dead. That dead cap hit will be pretty substantial, and I think they have the luxury now that you like what you've seen from Will Levis, you want to help him out as much as you can, and and a Brian Callahan offense, like we've talked about, passing vertically down the field is going to be pretty huge for this team, so I I don't see a reason why you wouldn't bring him back. He developed
1: some really nice chemistry with Levis, don't you think?
2: But he can't be the only one. I've talked about it with Traylon Burks, Uh, you'd love for him to be the two, but you to me, John, you can't trust him to be that guy. He hasn't shown you Yeah, you're right. Uh, he hasn't shown you to in you that trust to for him to be wide receiver two. He's gotta be three. Gotta find someone else.
1: Where are you at with Chicago? I thought he was I thought he was a bit of a disappointment this year.
2: Probably one of the bigger ones. Um Coming year two, expectations were big. They moved on a couple. Austin Hooper had a Mm -hmm. chance to come back here. They didn't because I think they figured we want to give him as many touches. They just didn't give him the touches, nor when he got the football, didn't catch him. When he he caught the football, his run after catch wasn't as efficient and effective, I think, as we saw his rookie year. He's got a big year this year, and I I think that's another position. Maybe you bring in not a star-studded tight end, but a solid veteran who's shown he can produce in this league. Because kid from
1: Georgia says he wants
2: to come here. I, Stetson or um, uh, oh goodness, I don't know the Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, uh, yeah. thank you. I, to me, tight end that high, no thanks.
1: Yeah, that's 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 kind of tough to justify taking a tight end that high in the draft, especially
2: when both both tackle positions could use an
1: upgrade. Yeah, Joe Alt is uh, is floating out there. Whoa, it's, love draft talk. Oh. And by love I mean hate. Predators tonight they're in uh they're in Vegas taking on the Stanley Cup uh champion Golden Knights. Preds coming off that big win at St. Louis on Saturday. They're going to start a little bit of a road trip here so uh we will uh see what they do. College basketball tonight number 5 Tennessee at Missouri. I'm going to go ahead, go on a limb here and say the Vols get the dub. Missouri's 8-17, and 0-12 in the SEC. So, and they lost to Vanderbilt. One of the safer bets of the Yeah, night. so let's see. What's the line on that? Is there a line? Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's uh, Tennessee minus 11.5. Yeah, the total is 147.5. You going to bang it? You going to bang the Vols? I'd rather be
2: dead and buried <laughs> than bang the Vols. Love you, Kevin. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. shout out, mule head. <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll take our first break. We'll come back and head out to Vegas and talk to our sports betting guru, Brad Powers. Stay tuned. You're listening to JB and the General on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. <laughs>
4: Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize.
5: You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a
6: candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
7: As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus plus in President, Kentucky. First online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipts. E-terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
8: Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed Decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
1: jb in the general wnsr Nashville sports radio time to head out to vegas and check in with our sports betting guru the great brad powers brad good morning how you doing man
9: hey Good morning, guys. How are you?
1: Welcome to your first appearance on the (laughs) brand-new JB and the General Show.
9: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to it, to say the least. I'm a little bit nervous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you'll do fine. You've done this before. This ain't your first rodeo. Uh, Brad, I want to start with this. We were talking about Vanderbilt men's hoops yesterday. And just, man, you know, you've seen so many games. And you always think rivalry games... Teams, even though they're not as good as the team they're playing, in this case Vanderbilt taking on Tennessee, you expect them to kind of show up. And they were down 41 points at one point. They get blown out, get their doors blown off. Do you see that? I I have too much respect for Jerry Stackhouse to say that, you know, to use the Q word. But when you look at how they played and how just there's just this dark cloud seemingly over the program, is that a fade for you down the rest of the season with Vanderbilt men's hoops? Would would that be a fade?
9: Yeah, I mean, the disappointing season to say the least. Uh, I mean, that's an understatement of the century. But uh, you thought the program was, you know, turning a corner to say the least. The record got better, uh, you know, especially last year. Uh, and, uh, you know, this year it's taken a significant turn for the worse, you would hope. Uh, A team was playing their best basketball, uh, you know, as we approach March here. That's not the case, obviously, with Vanderbilt. I mean, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. You you thought, that. I mean, you can make a case that they maybe had their best win of the season the prior Tuesday beating Texas A&M at home, and then you lay an egg against your rival like you mentioned. Uh, I I have not been betting basketball uh, Uh, every single night, so I cannot tell you if the, the lines have been appropriately adjusted. I will say this, generally speaking, when you lose in such an embarrassing fashion, I generally like the you know, everyone's going to be saying, hey, the team's done, they're folding the 10. Right. I generally like to play on that team the next game, meaning, uh, you know, we, we get uh, Vanderbilt's home underdog, uh, I wouldn't mind uh, taking the doors.
1: Hmm. Now, granted, I know you said you haven't been betting a lot of basketball, but, you know, March Madness right around the corner and all that. I'm looking at this game tonight. You got Tennessee on the road at Missouri right Missouri hasn't won yet in the SEC they're 0 12 in conference Tennessee's cruising you know they're they're only what a game out of first in the SEC is this a trap game you know with potentially with the vols laying 11 and a half uh
9: yeah 11 and a half uh, i mean if you want to bet uh tennessee 11 and a half is probably the best number you can find right now that's pretty much consensus 12 uh i i would prefer to be on the take tonight with Missouri uh, and take the plus-12. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a trap game in that Tennessee's going to lose the game. Right. expecting to win, obviously, but uh, to, for them to get margin after, you know, a 35-point win over your rival, cruising, uh, yeah, I, a little bit dangerous game, dangerous spot here for the Vols. So, uh, and the market's agreed with that. Well, we've seen uh, Missouri take some money. When, when I'll teach instead of giving out fish, I'll teach a man to fish. <laughs> when, when, when the book, here's a little, you don't have to know anything about basketball. Right. You don't have to name one player on Tennessee or Missouri. You can just read a market. And right now, the the lines are painted 12, pretty much this line on this game is painted 12 across the market, with one exception. 11 and a half at Circa. Well, Circa is the, the one book here, at least in Vegas, and actually worldwide that takes the biggest limits on any sport. So, When the book that takes the biggest limits, meaning you can bet the most amount of money, is the one book in the world that's trading eleven and a half. That kind of tells you that Missouri is the sharper side here. So uh, I'm not saying it's a, nothing's a guarantee, but I definitely think Missouri uh, would be the play among the sharper community tonight.
2: Brad. Something we talked about yesterday on the show, rivalry games, they kind of have the tendency, at least you feel like it's going to be close. You got both teams hate each other. The fan bases hate each other. It's going to be a close game, but we feel like, do you think now with the transfer portal kind of changing of rosters pretty much every year, at least uh, let's I mean, talk about football. Is it as close games, I, I guess, do you feel like anymore with the, with the, the transfer portal players moving in and out. Do you feel like games are any closer or any uh, more blowouts like we've seen?
9: Yeah, I don't have any specific data to back that up. I, I can just I'm going to talk in you know general sports talk generalities. I, I think there's a little bit less hatred uh, and a lot less animosity across all sports. I mean, it's just it's n- Red Sox Yankees is not as heated as it once was. Uh, you know that. You take it from a professional level. You used to have, you know, the same core four or five players. I don't care if it's NFL, Major League Baseball, basketball for several years. And with free agency, you get different players. With college basketball, college football, obviously, free agency being a transfer portal, you don't have guys that are at that same spot for three, four years consecutively. Uh, at least most guys. And you also you, you talk about the regional aspect of college sports. That's been taken away with the expansion of conferences. It used to be. Very regionalized as far as the college, where where, you know you knew you kind of knew your set schedule. You're playing teams in your region. Now you're playing; everyone's playing a national type of schedule. So, yeah, I I don't think you get that same type of uh, hatred uh, over your arch rival like what we (laughs) grew up with in the '80s and '90s and whatnot.
2: With uh, staying in college football, we had the (laughs) shuffling of the chairs between Bill O'Brien and Chip Kelly being the offensive coordinator now with Chip Kelly. What does that mean for Ohio State now that Chip Kelly is officially the offensive coordinator? I've seen his hire taken much, much better, I think, at least uh, from Ohio State fans compared to the initial Bill O'Brien hire. What were your thoughts on it?
9: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I I'm not all of a sudden upgrading Ohio State's power rating because oh, <laughs> I mean I, I prefer Chip Kelly so much more than Bill O'Brien. I I respect Bill O'Brien. I know he's kind of a you know, the, the, you, you want to kick the dog, so to speak, uh, <laughs> with him because, you know, a couple of years left a little bit to be desired as far as the coordinator at Alabama. I, you know, he gets a lot of flack for Houston. Uh, he went to the playoffs multiple, multiple years there. So I, I don't get that. So, And I think BC made a good hire in getting him as a head coach. But uh, Chip Kelly, to me, obviously was a mastermind when it came to offensive football Look, 10 years ago. I haven't always seen it. Here uh, at UCLA, uh, the last four or five years as a head coach, maybe now that his time won't be spread across, you know, managing and being a CEO of a program, he can just focus on calling plays. Maybe we'll see the old Chip Kelly. To be determined. Uh, I'm not sure that they have a great. Co- I-, I know everyone's talking up Will Howard. I'm not a big Will Howard guy. So from Kansas State, I don't even think he's going to start at Kansas State this year. I thought Avery Johnson was going to be the starter. So. Uh, to be determined, I'll have a better answer in about two months uh, after Ohio State spring game on April 20th.
2: Are, are you buying into the notion that college football coaches, head coaches are jumping ship, whether that being an assistant at the NFL level or being an assistant coaches at the college level? Do you buy into that? Uh, it, it's pretty much a widespread thought, I feel like, at this point.
10: Well, yeah,
9: I know there's a couple of guys out there that are saying, "Oh, it's not that you know, it's not a trend yet." I think it is a trend. I mean, come on, how often have we seen a guy like Chip Kelly leave a head coaching job for a coordinator job, and then we see a bunch of the guys leaving for for the NFL? I mean, obviously, if you give them the choice between you know the the NFL or college football, I don't know why you're not choosing the NFL at this point with all the uh, your responsibilities uh, as far as having to recruit your roster. Uh, every year now, and it just isn't you're recruiting a freshman class. You got to ma- make sure everybody's set and taking care of NIL and whatnot on your own roster. Uh, I, we, we've seen a lot of code. We just saw, you know, in, in kind of the southeast region there, a guy at Georgia State, head coach, left here in the last week. He leaves for a job as not a coordinator at South Carolina, but a position coach at South Carolina. <laughs> that, that is the type of stuff we just haven't seen too often. We saw an Alabama Buffalo head coach. Uh, left uh, to take an Alabama position coach. I mean, there's obviously so many factors to it. Uh, you know, when you look at the disparities as far as pay. There's such a, a difference between the P, the B five level and the the G five. But also, I think the main point is quality of life. If you're a head coach, uh, it's just not. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, you can get paid all right, but you know, when it's con- you don't have an off season. It's not like the NFL where you can have, it's kind of in the offseason, a, a, a normal per se job. Obviously, you're working incredibly long hours during the season. College is just long. I mean, the way this calendar set up, <laughs> you are working 70, 80, 90, 100-hour work weeks almost all year at this point. I, If you're in your late 50s, you're not used to this. This is something that's new the last couple of years. I, I don't blame these guys for taking position, Coach Jobs.
1: Brad Powers is our guest at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter X. You can go to BradPowersSports.com. Click the Bill King tab at the top of the page here on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Speaking of uh, good hires, I agree with you with UTEP, by the way. You tweeted this. Keep an eye out for new head coach Scotty Walden, maybe the most underrated hire this off season. I agree, and I know Patton agrees. He went to Austin P, and we loved him at Austin P. Yep. Did did a great job there. Um you know, what's your outlook for UTEP and Walden's first year there?
9: Well, I love it. That's why I love doing the show. I mean, it's a national show, and we're talking UTEP football. Yeah, I, man. I, I like that.
1: Uh, <laughs> got to go where
9: the money yeah, is. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Did a great job at Austin P., uh, to, to, to say the least. I got them in the playoffs last year. Young guy, a lot of energy. And look, I mean, you don't have to be Einstein to figure some things off. I mean, got hired in December. I, I My tweet was. You know, let's look at UTEP's recruiting rankings historically. last 10 years, average recruiting class ranked like 123, so bottom of college football. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everybody tells me, oh, it's so tough to recruit there. It's West Texas and all that. He comes in there and and within six weeks signs the number 82 class, the best (laughs) class in UTEP history. I Mm -hmm. I like seeing stuff like that. Uh, And I'll be honest with you, I, I I do a lot of traveling. The last few years, traveling across the country, I think El Paso gets a really bad rap. Everyone tells me how dangerous because it's you know right across the border. When in reality, it's one of the safest cities in America. Go look at the stats, and it's a beautiful city. And I got to tell you, the Sun Bowl. I mean, if I was a young coach and that was my my gig, I could recruit to, to the Sun Bowl. It's one of the more beautiful stadiums in the entire country, let alone a G five. So I'm glad that somebody young and with with some enthusiasm got there. Yeah, I think the arrow is pointing way up for UTEP. Uh, the biggest problem, honestly, that they're going to have is holding on to him because uh, I think that's how much uh, early success he can have.
1: So have you started your tour of uh, college football teams as you try to set things up for the upcoming year? I saw your tweet from February 14th that uh, Georgia State is already on the practice field for spring. It's a little early, no?
9: I've honestly uh, been working on it for six weeks. yeah, uh, and I'll have to tweet out the a stack of papers that uh, you know, with <laughs> the stat back to rockers and whatnot. It's like a foot tall. So, yeah, I've been working on college football to say the least. I have to. I mean, the totals are out for every P5 team already, and I bet right. I've bet i made about 40 bets already, uh, and here we are in February. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've started. Uh, I've, you know, yeah, with the, I mean, Hawaii spring game is Sunday, so oh, there, there is no offseason. <laughs> the actual spring game is Sunday.
1: Holy cow. Uh, any early sleepers, any early teams that maybe a lot of teams, a lot of people aren't talking about right now that could have a better-than-expected season in college football?
9: Obviously, I can go way down. Into, I gave, We just talked one well, UTEP, I think, can be the, the, the team under the radar. But I, I'll go more to the top of college football team. I mean, everybody's talking. You let it off with Ohio State, and obviously you got defending national champion in Michigan. you got Oregon coming in from the Pac-12, a team that's getting slept on in the Big Ten. It's Penn State. Returns a lot more than I think people uh, are giving notice to, and I like both of their coordinator hires. Offensive coordinator hire is going to be a major upgrade. They're getting a guy from Kansas. He's very creative, one of the more creative play callers in the country. Andy Kotelnicki is his name. Upgrade there. Tom Allen comes from Indiana. He was the Indiana head coach. Got fired. He's not a head coach. That's fine, but he is a good defensive coordinator. So I don't think they'll miss too much of a beat there losing Manny Diaz. And, again, that schedule works out for them. They get Ohio State at home, um, and there's not you know they're not playing at Oregon or anything like that. So I, I like Penn State to be a sneaky team there that might make a run for the Big Ten Championship, even though they're probably the team that's getting it talked about maybe fourth or fifth most
2: in that conference. Hmm. Brad, I, since I can ask questions now, I'm going to ask you a Vanderbilt football question. <laughs> uh, so if you hang up, I understand. Um, Nate Johnson. No, I love these. Uh, well, what are your expectations for him in Pavia, the New Mexico State quarterback? How, how do you see that quarterback room shuffling up uh, in, in the spring and in the fall?
9: Yeah, I mean, it's good. I'm, I want to watch the spring. Now, look, I, Diego Pavia has been one of my favorite players in college football the last two years, but big <laughs> difference running around <laughs> and, at New Mexico State and Conference USA than running around trying to do what he does and be successful in the SEC. I don't know how that's going to translate at this point. I do love Jerry Kill. I mean, he did one of the best jobs in college football the last couple of years. Getting New Mexico State to 10 wins was an historically great season for that program last year. Uh, and a lot of guys, uh, they, you know, both quarterbacks from New Mexico State are, are coming over. The, the, right. the one kid really impressed me in the Conference USA Championship game. Uh, the, the Pablo gets hurt. And they put him in and they're just throwing the football down the field. I like that. Showed me that they have confidence. Uh, but as far as confidence in Vanderbilt making a run this year, <laughs> I don't see it. The win total is two and a half. Hmm. I
2: haven't bet it yet. Uh, I think it's a fair number. That's Is it that the schedule or the said. roster, uh, Brad? What's that? Is it the schedule or the roster? Or uh, that kinda... uh, A little bit of both. Okay.
9: Yeah, obviously it's both. I mean, you're always going to be behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to compete in the SEC with, with your academic restrictions. I mean, Vanderbilt, when you look at the transfer portal, really significantly hurt Vanderbilt I mean anytime they get guys that, that start proving themselves early like a London Humphreys at wide receiver I mean it's noticeable they're playing in the SEC these coaches in the SEC are watching game film and they see a guy like that uh, impressing well they're gonna you know <laughs> they're gonna go get him uh, <laughs> anybody that, that's worth the heck uh, on their roster so Vanderbilt's got always have had problems I think the new age uh, as far as the portal and the Nil is even given Vanderbilt even bigger problems than what they had so uh, I hate to be negative talking about the, the local team here uh, on a Nashville radio show, but uh, Outlook's not good for Vanderbilt, not only this year but moving forward.
1: Brad, get your plugs in, my man.
9: Well, you did a good job already. I have to hire you to do that spot. <laughs> <And> uh, <it's... laughs> BradPowerSports.com, Head top of the page, Bill King tab, uh preview. Uh, you can sign up early for that or the weekly newsletter. BradPowerSports.com. Make sure you click on the Bill King tab.
1: As always, we appreciate you, Brad. Have a great day, okay? Hey,
9: appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me as always.
1: All right, there he goes. His first appearance on the brand new JV and the General Show. I thought it went well. I thought he did well for himself. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I,
2: he he knows a <laughs> thing or two. Uh, he, I think he's done a radio hit once or twice. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, he, he's. Uh, I hope
2: Brad's ready for Venable football questions because I got one every
1: interview. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I hey, I'm going to hold you to that one every. I'm interview. marking the tape. All right, all right. There it he goes. Hey, your phone calls are welcome and text. Same number, 615-844-5600. Watch your thoughts on the Titans. What do you think they're going to do tag-wise, free agency-wise? Anything else on your mind, give us a call. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
11: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any
5: cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal.
11: It was just a
4: few drinks. I'm good.
5: Hey, I can hold my liquor.
4: I drink and drive all the time.
7: If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage nasal care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose, making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life.
11: We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids, no matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. Tax relief advocates, real solutions for real people.
6: Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million. All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
12: Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return to the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, ticket master, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person.
1: WNSR, National Sports Radio. This is JB and the General on a Tuesday. Great to have you here. Your phone calls are welcome. 615-844-5600. NFL uh, tag period has begun. We'll see what the Titans do. Again, we don't expect anybody like uh, Danico Autry or Derek Henry to get tagged today. I would not expect that. Um, you know, We'll see what happens. Only three weeks away from free agency, so um and titans have a lot of uh cap space and what are we about a week away from the combine uh yes it is uh the 26th which is uh, a week from yesterday it'll kick it off man the nfl they are masters at just owning all 12 months of the year aren't they they are just they i mean they <laughs> they tag are tag day today uh combine
2: next right. week free agency well, let's, the week let's, after let's that. go through
1: the calendar all right january end of the regular season push to the playoffs and playoffs February Super Bowl NFL Combine, March free agency period, April draft, May schedule release and mini camps, June OTAs, July, late July training camp, August preseason, September regular season starts and away you go. (laughs) It's incredible, dude. And all talked about (laughs) equally. Uh, Right. You You know what I mean?
2: I don't feel like we talk about the season any less than free agency. Bro, they put
1: the combine now on primetime. You see guys sprinting in their underwear and lifting 225 pounds on a bench press. Because why? Why would they do it? Because people freaking watch it. Right. It's insane, bro. The NBA
2: has not mastered... The Combine Theatrics no, as the
1: NFL. No. I remember MLB, like on MLB right. Network, you can watch the MLB Combine. Some guy you've never heard of right. taking BP. <laughs> oh, this guy's got a good swing. You know what I mean? It's just we know who all these players are because college football is so big. Yeah. Especially in this area. And everybody thinks that they're an NFL GM and they can draft. That's the insane part. You know, everybody... We got a bunch of general managers. Who are, well, they should draft this guy. They should draft this guy. My buddy Tony in Pittsburgh. He calls himself. He's a he's a chiropractor, so he's you know he's doctor. He calls himself Doctor Draft. Like this guy is. He's older than me. <clears throat> He'll sit in his man cave and just watch the combine for hours. And he 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 knows who the Steelers should draft. He knows who my team should draft. He knows who your team should draft. He's that dude. I love that. All right, I love for, it. All right, for the first time this. Go to
13: phones. the phones.
1: Morning, date, I went to Roy's yesterday, got my half pound of chicken breast. I cannot wait to cook that baby up. Well, I stocked up on the protein yesterday. Sorry I didn't stop by. Next time I will, I'll come uh, knock on your door.
14: I, I'm just, Are live, you back live, from the golf? Right here. Three three doors up from Roy's man, that's where I live. Are you back from the Gulf? I'm back. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, back right? Uh, got back Sunday Sunday afternoon. Nice, and got back. nice. And uh, it was uh, a bad day down there. Is better than the best day. Was. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, <laughs> but, uh, brother. Believe it. Uh, we didn't do it. Didn't do a damn thing except eat shrimp and and drink Coors Light, man. That's that's,
1: that's living, my bro. But, uh,
14: but anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I heard you're, uh, and uh, I'm glad my sounder survived the uh, transitional period here.
1: Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh,
14: but anyway, uh, it got so, a little uh,
1: it got a little contentious in negotiations, but we were able to work that out, right, oh, Patton?
14: Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, I want so much from my residuals. I mean, I'm sure it was. I'm oh, sure check got... checks coming. Uh, checks checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that there. I'm sure there was a lot of negotiation. but anyway. Uh, i've heard your comment earlier about the uh, daytona 500 that was some pretty good racing bro. oh it was
1: great racing i just i what, just ain't seen it under a, under a caution is, you know what i'm saying
14: is they they slid across the uh, finish line so mm-hmm. it was our they already went through that scoring loop you know mm-hmm. so, so that's it that's how that's why it ended the like way. like byron ended.
1: didn't even know he won right he was like Talking on this radio, he's like, "Did we win? Did yeah, we win? Yeah, Did I win?" He wasn't sure. He yeah. wasn't sure. <laughs>
14: that's, but, that's crazy. Uh, and then I watched the I watched the Xfinity race after that, which was they had about I don't know eight or nine cautions. That that thing was caution. Uh, you, you know, you can, can super speedways, man. You know, they get
1: four wide get on the. You know, jeez. anything can happen.
14: You can actually see the difference in the skill of the drivers between those two mm-hmm. two divisions. You know, if you pay attention to it, but. But I really wish that NASCAR would do something about this, uh, restrictor plate racing because the nowadays the cars are, they're too equal. So, you know, when you're on these super speedways, uh, the big one is coming. It's just a matter of when, you know? Right. So yeah. Tracks like, like
1: Daytona, Charlotte, Ta- Talladega, you know, it's coming.
14: That's right. And it's, and it's like, it's, it's getting to the point, man, where, uh, you know, Patton, you probably don't follow racing, but it's getting to the point where it's like watching a broken record when it comes to these super speedways. You know,
13: mm-hmm.
14: I'm just saying. You know, yeah. So if I'm, um, you, you weren't, you weren't uh, on this station yet when I used to uh, call up every every week when uh, Greg had Bonnie Dutton on here, and I had a, I almost, I almost quit NASCAR completely when they came up with that car tomorrow and stuff. So yeah. I would call up with these protest calls, and Monty Dutton would go, "Well, you protest something every week. Let's hear it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like Monty. I actually met him a couple of times through Greg, but yeah, but I think he got—I think he was kind of back in getting mad at all my protest calls. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but anyway, that's just, that's just a funny story from yesteryear. Hey, man, I'll talk to y'all later on, man. Y'all are doing a good job. Thanks, Dane. Appreciate keep, keep it, man. Going, man. Please say keep hello to going. Mrs.
1: Dane for us as well. Yes. I, I sure will. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, take care. All right, we'll come back, wrap up our number one next. You're listening to JB and the General on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
7: 800 462 3333 33. That's 800 462 3333 33. 800 462 33 buyintow.com. Get
10: cash for junk cars. You have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480- 6473 or visit buyintow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480- 6473. Buyintow.com.
16: That's buyinto.com. It's a Bill show. show. We.
1: J.B. and the General on a Tuesday, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. We'll continue with your phone calls next hour as we navigate our way through a sunny, beautiful day here in Music City. Pat, we mentioned the uh, the Predators uh, in Vegas tonight. Did you see what the Minnesota Wild did last night? I did not. How about this? The Wild beat the Canucks 10-7 to last night. They scored seven goals in the third period. Oh. They were down 5-3 after the second period. <laughs> then they scored five goals in the span of five minutes and 12 seconds to start the third period. Joel Eriksson-Eck and Kirill Kaprizov each had a hat trick in that game. 17 goals in an NHL oh hockey game. My gosh. 10-7. I mean, how deflating is that if you score seven goals in an NHL game and you lose? And you lose significantly. Yep. Seven goals was not enough for the Vancouver Canucks last night. <laughs> You're almost better off just laying on the puck at that point. <laughs> I mean, that was ridiculous, bro. Um, man, so good on good on the Wild. And also, did you see um, Shohei Ohtani homered in his first live BP? That's all that. Those greedy pig Dodgers. You're a bunch of greedy pigs.
2: We we'll have to get a. Jimmy Wyatt on soon. We we need to get his cause I'm out last to time him. he was on he was he was a little nervous.
1: Oh, please. Those greedy pigs. And I'm a Yankee fan saying this. I know. We invented greedy pig piggery in sports. How's Juan Soto? He's gonna be great. Okay. He'll finish top five in MVP voting in the American I League. Like that. Mark the tape. Plus uh, my man Stanton, he's slimmed down. Okay. So hopefully he'll stay healthy. I saw I saw a picture of him yesterday. You know, six 6'6". He's jacked. Like, he had 7% body fat. But they they felt like maybe you're carrying a little bit too much muscle because he gets hurt mm. all the time. Stanton always gets hurt. I saw a picture of him standing next to Judge. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is a huge man. I mean, a, just a big dude. But he slimmed down so much, he looked like a little boy next to Aaron Judge who was ridiculous. I mean, Aaron Judge is like 6'7", Jack to the gills so knock on wood for my yankees i know everybody loves the yankees down here in the south (laughs) coming up next hour we're going to do our cats corner check in with the nashville cats and your phone calls as well sal says he's going to call so i I may have to uh, get out to him as well because i want to get his thoughts on what's going on with the titans hour number two coming right up stay with us
11: I'm Sherry Preston. Capital One Financial Buying, Discover Financial Services in a deal worth $35 billion. It would bring together two of the nation's biggest lenders and credit card issuers. Here's ABC's Rebecca Jarvis. There is a good chance you have a Capital One or a Discover credit card in your wallet. These are two of the largest credit card companies in the country, and now they're joining forces in one of the biggest deals of the year, giving Capital One, which serves more than a hundred million customers, access to Discover's 305 million cardholders. The UN Security Council voting today on a resolution put forth by Arab nations that calls for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza, like the past ceasefire resolutions the U.S. is expected to veto it. Another atmospheric river slanting the West Coast, bringing wind, rain and mudslides to parts of California. Russian dissident Alexei Navalny's mother appealing directly to Vladimir Putin to return her son's body to her so he can be buried with dignity. This is ABC News.
17: Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them.
18: Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FM Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville, and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit the nashvillecats.com
7: We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but it'll help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life.
0: Welcome back for the second hour of JB and the General, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Call or text into the show right now. 615 844 5600. That's 615 844 5600. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio. Here's News Channel
1: 5's John Burton and Patton Cook. Hour number two of our radio program John Burton, Patton Cook. We are inside the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studios. This is JB and the General on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Big day in the NFL as the uh, tag window opens up for NFL teams. They have two weeks to designate uh, potential free agents. Uh, with franchise tags, uh, we do not expect the Titans to do any tagging today. You know, just looking at ESPN.com, Patton, they're they're kind of going over each team who their tag candidates might be. And Teron Davenport, who we know, who covers the Titans for ESPN, great dude. Shout out TD. Um, he designates no candidate, and here's what he wrote: Derek Henry comes to. We were talking about this in hour number one, obviously. Derrick Henry comes to mind, but the projected $12.4 million tag seems a little expensive for the Titans to use on Henry. Danico Autry's 11.5 sacks led the Titans last season. Boy, he did have a solid year last year, in a a forgotten year, you know? Danico Autry, 11.5 sacks. Wow. Wow. I think that's the first time he's had double-digit sacks in his career. Is is that correct? You might have to fact-check me on that. But anyway, uh, reading more from Teron, he likely falls under the defensive end category, which holds a $23 million cost. And for those that don't know, if you tag somebody, um, they get the average salary of the top five players at that position, and it's fully guaranteed for one year. Uh, Henry and Autry are Tennessee's top pending free agents on offense and defense at 30 and 33 years old, respectively. Large one-year deals don't fit the Titans' plan if they're looking to rebuild. However, if it's a... It's a win if Gerald ran Carthon can get the pair to sign two-year deals with reasonable guarantees over the duration. And that's kind of where the Giants are, I think, with Saquon Barkley as well. Um, so really no surprise what we were talking about in the first hour. We don't expect the Titans to tag anybody.
2: No, they're not in the position. And I think even if the team was a little better, I, maybe they're maybe charging for a, a playoff spot, a, a division championship or anything like that the two players we just talked about i don't think are in the position to give franchise tags so to me it's not really a huge detriment on where the team is at right now it's just kind of the players they have on the roster and we can go into a pretty big rabbit hole on how they got here and why they don't have <laughs> players they should be wanting to tag right now uh, necessarily but that's a discussion for june and july when we are uh, <laughs> uh, in the deeps of uh, Titans training camp and really looking at this roster, but some big names around the NFL. Usually there's one or two yeah. where you have guys who are subtweeting their teams, um, like uh, Justin Fields, who right now is unfollowed the Chicago Bears, who look like they're going to trade him away and uh, draft Caleb Williams. But Titans related, nothing. But NFL-wise, some big names out there.
1: Yeah, what you th- so you're you're of the belief that the Bears are going to trade Fields and and stay at 1 and take uh, probably Caleb Williams. I think so and I think that's the right move quite
2: frankly. I, I think Justin Fields is a, an okay NFL starting quarterback but the what if of Caleb Williams that I think the Bears have to do it. The only thing I will say the proposition of taking Marvin Harrison Jr. one, keeping Justin Fields and then they have another pick at 9, uh two picks after the Tennessee Titans. Mhm. I I think they're in a great position. I I think no matter what they do, I don't think it's the wrong position, but I think the ceiling of Justin Fields for what any NFL team should want to do, win a Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl, be an elite team in the NFL, I'm just not sure Justin Fields can can take them there.
1: You know, he's an exciting player. He's fun to watch, but you're right. You have to wonder, is this guy really a championship-level player? I actually wouldn't mind seeing my team trade for him plug him in, and then when Daniel Jones is healthy, kind of see where you're at. And a guy like Fields might be able to buy you some time until you get in position to draft maybe your next franchise quarterback because that's the one thing, and we talk about it all the time, but you don't have a franchise quarterback, or at least, you know, I always categorize quarterbacks in three levels, right, Patton? It's like elite, very good, actually four. Elite, very good, good and everybody else, right. you know the you know, the rest of the lot, right? So, I think if you you're have, not winning a Super Bowl if right. you don't have that elite or very good to elite quarterback, you can get there with a good. I don't know if you can win with just a good. Exactly. Does that makes sense.
2: I, I think to me is uh, it's a football fan, a Titans fan. I think top ten. If you don't have a top ten NFL mm-hmm. quarterback, I don't like your chances. And I love Justin Fields. He's a great fantasy quarterback. I know for all you oh, yeah, the guy puts gurus, up numbers big time. puts up big numbers, but makes the mistakes, throws the interceptions, has the fumbles, can't sustain drives at some point. I just don't think you can look at Justin Fields and say he's a top 10 NFL quarterback. I think there are at least probably 14 or 15 guys, I think, that are ahead of him right now, and that's, we heard Steve Lehman talk about it yesterday, if Will Levis doesn't have a nice year, he wouldn't be surprised if the Titans go for another quarterback, whether that's in the draft, whether that's yeah. free agency. That just shows how quick this league is nowadays. It really
1: is. I mean, how you know the 49ers like that gave up on Trey right? Lance.
2: You don't get a second second contract to prove yourself. If you don't prove yourself in that first four years, uh, you're going somewhere else to try and make it in the NFL. Teams aren't giving you second chances, really.
1: Hey, you know, and you know, staying with the 49ers, I mean, they're cold-blooded. John Lynch is cold-blooded. Like Jimmy Garoppolo threw one bad pass in the Super Bowl. Gone. You're out. Yep. You know. Trey Lance, they moved up to get him, I believe. Sure did. And they at three. Yeah, they quickly said, you know what? Sorry, not the guy. Now, you know, Brock Purdy damn near won the Super Bowl for them. You're right. I mean, I like a lot of what I saw from Levis. I mean a lot, both on and off the field. I like the I love the way he conducted himself. You know, the the comeback win in Miami when they had no business winning that game you know, and Miami had everything to play for at home. You know, you're down two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter, and, you know, you go down and somehow pull out a win. But you're right. If he stinks it up next year or he can't pick up Callahan slash Nick Holtz's offense, they could easily move on from
2: it. Absolutely. And I, you mentioned San Francisco, and I think with what they did is kind of, Proved to the NFL, there's no point in waiting that extra two years to try and figure out it. I look at Zach Wilson. You don't have time anymore. No, you don't have time. Look at Zach Wilson in the New York Jets. I know he's not, they got Aaron Rodgers to be that guy. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no reason for him to be on that roster. You're right.
1: That's where they messed up. It's not good for
2: him, and and it's not good for the team.
1: You're right. And they talk about it all the time in New York. You know, I listen to a lot of New York Sports Talk Radio, obviously. And that's the biggest mistake. It's one thing to sign Aaron Rodgers to say, all right, we have a really good roster. We think that we can compete for a Super Bowl this year. All we need is a quarterback. So you sign Aaron Rodgers. As soon as they did that, they should have cut ties with Zach Wilson and brought in you know, a veteran quarterback that could step. Because it's a 40-year-old quarter, a 39-year-old right. quarterback. Now, it's easy to say that now, but look what happened, right? Rodgers gets hurt four plays into the season, and they're stuck with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson... I'm sorry, he seems like a nice kid, but he's just he stinks. He's right. not very good.
2: And it's and it's his track record. If Zach Wilson was a fifth-round quarterback and he throws an interception, he's like, well, okay, he's
1: he's a fifth-round quarterback. Right. No, he's he a project. Was, he was the number 2 pick overall. Exactly. And that's And that's so typical Jets. Not yeah. <laughs> I did not mean to interrupt you, <laughs> no, but you're fine. you know, being from New York, I I grew up a Giants fan, thank goodness. But you know, I followed the Jets my whole life, and that's what they do, man. You know, <laughs> What was it, 2020? Why you, why you winning that game against the Rams? You know, all they had to do, they, they had to do was just stay on course, and they would have had Trevor Lawrence instead. They get stuck with Zach Wilson, and you know, and then all the drama late in the year where, uh, um, you know, they wanted Zach Wilson to come back and be the starter, and and Diana Rossini reported that he didn't want to do it, you know, because he knows that you know this this organization's given up on him, and so. You know, you are where you are. It's, that's what the Jets do. But you're right. The, back to your original point, you don't have time. Coaches, GMs, it's like, hey, man, couple within two years, we got to be up and running. Two to three years, we got to be up and running and winning yep. and competing for our division, and competing for the playoffs. If not, you're
2: gone. Because I think nowadays where quarterbacks, they come into the league so polished. I mean, they're almost ready right away. Well, these don't...
1: pro-style offenses that they're running in college, right? Exactly.
2: So... Where before, you kind of needed to see a couple years before you knew what you had. Game one of uh, the Mahomes ten- tenure in Kansas City, you knew uh, this guy's legit. And he's going to be maybe not the greatest player of all time that we've seen in the NFL, which I think he could be someday. Yeah. But you knew he- he's a legit starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, so I,
1: You know, when I knew the first when year he became the starter, it was early in the season. It might have been like week one or week two. He went into Pittsburgh back when Ben was still with Pittsburgh right. and Pittsburgh was still considered like a top AFC contender. Antonio Brown. Yep. they still, I believe they still. Had Antonio Brown. He went in there and lit them up. <laughs> like he just went in there, you yeah. know, people were, people in Pittsburgh were like, who the hell is this guy? Right. And I was like, wow, this guy's legit. All right, back to the phones. Let's check in Dougie. Fra- Afra- 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 Fresh.
3: Hi, Dougie. Good morning. Good morning, man. Yeah, this is my first official call. Yes, That's a new era where you guys have put some new flavor in my ear. I Welcome,
1: man. Well, by the way, what we talked about text wise, I'm working on that too. So stay tuned.
3: It just it just fits, but you know the the three that we're talking about for the Titans: Henry, Al Sh- Shazier, Al Sh- yeah. and Ryan uh-huh. Al T- and Tannehill. We we know Tannehill's gone. Tannehill's gone. But I think we're we're at a question of whether is it production of money. Henry's a top five running back in the league. He's you're going to you're gonna,
1: you're gonna pay him $12.4 million for one I, 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 year guaranteed again, at 30 I, I, years again,
3: old? I can't do that. It's about money. It's about money or production. So which way age, do you go? Age. But Peterson, look what he gave you. Adrian Peterson gave you good years. So, and he's a top five. So I, I don't know. I'm not swaying either way. With a bad offensive line, the guy still got you over 1,000 a, a yards. And he came back from the foot injury.
1: Well, Doug, now, here's the thing. And 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 Patton, out to me. here. Here's, here's the thing, Dougie. You said it's uh, production or money. Well, we also got to factor in, what does Derrick Henry want? I mean, if we're yes. talking specifically about him. You know, yes. he's 30 years old. He knows that, you know, he's still got years left. But he's closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning of his career. I think he would tell you that if you were sitting here right now.
3: He wants to go somewhere where he look, can
1: win. This team's not ready to win. Like I don't Adrian think straight away.
3: What's that? What do you look at him like? Do you look at him like? No, Adrian you do Peterson not. In my opinion, you going? do not
1: look at him like Adrian
3: Peterson. Okay. Okay. Now, Al, 164 tackles and, and productive. I also think like though. A of a linebacker.
2: I also think though, Doug, it's kind of the need of what the Titans, what they need right now. And
1: I think, and the direction the change, of this exactly. Of this coach. I, and this organization,
2: but I do think though yes. the way this offense is going to change under Brian Callahan, I don't think you necessarily yes. need Derrick Henry anymore like you did before.
3: There is a song. Go on, take the money and run. Well,
1: Derek's made that. money. Like I said, the factor. I think. Yes, the, I think has. a big factor is, you know, he wants to win. I think he wants to go to right. you know, Titans guys, gals, Titans fans. This is this is cousin JB here, and I love you. I'm a friend of Titans I'm fan. Fans I'm not a Titans fan. Fans hang, fans hang on one second, Doug. Doug, hang on one second. Um, you know, I love you to death. I love all of you. And I'm your friend. You know, Titans fans. I am. I'm a friend of Titans fans. You are going into a rebuild, okay? It's time to face reality. This is a rebuild. Now, does Derrick Henry want to be a part of that? Maybe if they give him a ton of money to stay, maybe he does. But I think he wants to go somewhere where he can win.
3: Is he rain-chasing or is he coat-chasing?
1: Well, I mean, listen, like I said, I mean, every, every you know, if you're not playing in this league to eventually try to win a Super Bowl, you know, does Derrick Henry think that if he plays three, four more years that the Titans can be a serious Super Bowl contender? I'd say the odds of that are, are, are slim, but it could happen. So what do you, thing, so what do you? Th- what would you like to see Derrick Henry do? Do you want him back? I guess this this is what it comes down to. I,
3: I, I say take the money and run. That's me. But I also say if I can't get a ring, I'm going for the gold jacket.
1: Well, I think he's on track for that no matter what,
3: to be honest with you. Yes, he is. So that's just what I'm wondering, the direction of the coaching. Mm-hmm. Is this a unicorn where he just keeps going and going and going? And, and can he be here for four years and get them to where they need to be? And can they get there quickly? Again, guys, appreciate the show. Like the new flavor. Just a question. Thanks, Dougie. Appreciate it.
1: I, I just think,
2: and a guy we haven't mentioned on top of this, what they think of Tajay Spears has everything to do with this answer, I, I think. Because if, if – He's not necessarily. Greg has kind of said it a lot. He's not going to carry the ball thirty no. times. He's never going to be that. But, but
1: they can draft a guy to do that. Exactly. in in the middle, in, in the fourth or fifth cheaper. round, you can get a guy that's, you know, like 5'10", 225 pounds that right. can run between the tackles and, you know, and, and maybe and have Spears be like your third down guy. Right. But Spears can run between the tackles sure even can. though he's a smaller guy. It, but it's 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 and we've talked about this. It's more about running game now than it is like, running back.
2: But if you think he can be out on the field for 65% of the snaps, I love Derrick Henry, and but the price you would have to pay to get him here, I think you can find a much cheaper option for that other 35%. And whether that's draft, whether that's another veteran coming in here, also just think, I think for his game, John, tell me what you think. I'm not so sure Derrick can be a complimentary running back. No. Because what are his big runs? fourth quarter 25 carries in after right. he's worn right. the defense down so
1: yeah he's a guy that gets better because of his conditioning right. as, the, as the game goes along so yeah i like i said in my opinion it's there's less than five percent chance yeah. that derrick henry you know is here a lot of people say it's you know you know teresa will say that it's you know 50 50 you know steve i think is in that 25 percent range i don't know where you're at i'm I'm less than 5%.
2: Yeah, probably probably 15% just because I think there is a little bit there of maybe Derek want, wanting to come back, wanting to retire a Titan because I think either way, John, his number is getting retired. I, I, I love Eddie Oh, George. he's an all-time great in this organization. He is right there with Eddie for yep. me. And I, I didn't get to see Eddie's prime years mm-hmm. sitting on the couch. I was in diapers. But, uh <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think what he's done for this franchise he was a star in the nfl and this team and this franchise hasn't been able to say that very much
1: and that's very important is it absolutely Talk, you know because i think that's the biggest thing that titans fans had pride in it's like one of the you know one of the top 10 players regardless of position in the nfl wears our colors and plays in our city that that's a big source of pride isn't it
2: exactly uh, a guy widely known around the nfl and you can say he's in Nashville, he's on our team, and that, like I said, there's been very few guys who've been able to say that. I'm trying to think of the last one who was who who made it here. I mean, Randy Moss was here, but he didn't make himself here. Of course, he barely right. caught a pass here. But right. I, that's that's. I something... think maybe
1: one at one point, CJ2K. Was, yeah, you know, right. But
2: I think even Steve McNair and Eddie George were they. You tell me, John. I mean, you were you were elsewhere. You weren't in yeah, Nashville at the I, time. Were they stars in the NFL? Yeah, they were. Okay.
1: Yeah, they were. I mean, Steve was co MVP one it's year true. of the league, and Eddie was always considered to be one of the top running backs in all the NFL. And I, you know, like I said, being in another city covering another NFL but he team, he was
2: the best at a position.
1: Yeah. For oh, Derek. Yeah, Derek's the best running back of his uh, of his generation, right? So, so, yeah, so that's a source of pride. We'll see what happens, man. I, you know. You never know. In this league, you never know. By the way, I want to remind everybody, coming up this morning at 1040, Coach Dean Kakinos of the Nashville Cats is going to join us. Every Tuesday at 1040, we're going to be doing a Nashville Cats segment. They uh, they get started in April. Arena football is coming back to Nashville. The Cats are back. Mm -hmm. We're very excited about that, and uh, they're going to be playing uh, over at Municipal Auditorium, which is basically right across the street from where I work over at News Channel 5, so... I shouldn't have any issues getting to games. <laughs> you got no excuses. <laughs> I got bro. no excuses. So Dean Kakino's great guy. He was with us uh, at Roy's Meat Service yeah. a couple weeks ago. Great guy. We're going to be uh, checking in with him as we get you ready for the Nashville Cats. Meantime, more of your phone call 615-844-5600. JB in the General. WNSR. Nashville
4: Sports Radio. In a single moment, everything can change. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it, the price of everything is going up and if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your
5: sparkling top prize, you surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like
6: people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
0: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Patrick Mahomes, he's in the GOAT conversation with this win. I'm
10: calling him Michael Jordan, essentially, because he's taking other people's rings. There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes. He's that good. If you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes... You just got bested by Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Goat-level kind of guy.
0: The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNS.
1: JB and the General, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, John Burton, General Patton Cook, Inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios, we're presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Coming up at 1040 in just a little bit, Dean Kakinos, the uh, new head coach of the Nashville Cats Arena Football League team, is going to join us. We're going to do uh, a, little cats, a little thing we call Cats Corner every Tuesday at 1040. We're going to spend a few minutes with uh, some Nashville Cats coaches, players, administrators, whomever, just to get you fired up. Uh, for this spring. We got spring professional arena football league football coming back to Music City and I cannot wait. It is gonna be a blast. We gotta get the hot tub up and running.
2: You know, I was too young to really whenever the cats were around to truly appreciate the hot tub. Um I I would have been in my, my swimmers, if yeah, you know that, what I mean. That, but so
1: the just the hot tub is under negotiation. The new ownership group I think is a little Eh, do we want to do the hot tub i think greg wants you know wants the hot tub i want the hot tub i know you want the hot tub <laughs> <Patton>.
2: <laughs> as a uh, happily fiance uh, <laughs> yeah. i denounce such allegations <laughs> who good. she is listening by good, the way so, good.
1: Yeah. oh shout out lexi good morning yeah. hope you're having a great day um and uh, what does she think of the new show
2: uh she she's very happy for me she is uh furious that i don't shout her out enough so i just shouted you out so there you well,
1: go well I actually i did before you did this is true so so uh,
2: i mean even more trouble
1: so lexi i'm i'm hopefully i'm on your good side but uh yeah so we don't know if we, there's no guarantee that the hot tub is going to be there it's it's under negotiations we promise we'll keep you posted and if we
2: know greg i mean he can get that thing sponsored
1: surely Greg Poe could sell ice to an Eskimo, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Greg Poe could sell sand at a beach, bro. He's that dude. Speaking of that dude, let's go to R.D. in Cagliocca. Hi, R.D. Good morning. R.D.? So, oh, there you are. You got me? Yeah, we got you. Good morning, buddy. How you doing?
17: Good morning. You earlier remarked something to the fact that uh, how the people in the South didn't care for the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. I'll, have, I'll have you to know... That when I was a boy, I loved the New York Yankees as much as I love my parents. Really? Man, yeah. Oh, man. Are you talking about Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford, uh, Cleek Boyer, Tony Kubek, Joe Peppercone. My goodness, what a baseball team that was.
1: They were, they were awesome, weren't they? How about in oh, 61 where Maris hit 61 and Mantle hit 54 and he got hurt towards the end of the year? Folks, whether you're not, there, whether you like the Yankees or not, if you have HBO Max, you should watch the movie 61. It's about the summer of 61 when Maris you know, broke the uh, broke Babe Ruth's uh, home run record and everything that they went through. It was really good, directed by Billy Crystal. I digress. Go ahead, R.D.
17: I've, I've only watched that show maybe a dozen times.
1: <laughs> That's a great movie, isn't it?
17: <laughs> Listen, before I go, I, I may have said this before to you, but remember, I'm 74 years old. Talking about the old Yankees. Mm-hmm. Back, then, back then, to me, Yogi Berra was a god. Oh, I love me some Yogi Berra. I once saw him being interviewed. It's a great Yogi story. Yep. And, uh, and he was reminiscing, and it was great. And he told the stories that the Yankees are playing at home, and uh, first batter, first pitch, a single. Yogi's behind the plate. Second batter, first pitch, single. Third batter, first pitch, single. So the coach calls timeout, and they, Yogi goes out to the mound for the foul. ball. And uh, the coach turned to Yogi and says, Well, Yogi, is he on or not today? And Yogi replied, How the hell should I know? He ain't got a ball to me yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yogi was famous for his yogiism. It was maybe the most. Uh, he came up with, It's not over till it's over. And I think he also came up with, uh, What's was the thing you said about the restaurant? You said that restaurant's always crowded. Nobody goes there anymore because it's always that's crowded. Right,
17: that's, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. You know, exactly. <laughs> it, it goes on. All right, guys. You, uh, one more thing before I go. Sure. We're only, in, we're only in the day two of the new show, and it does my heart good to hear all the old listeners calling in. That's that's a good thing.
1: Well, absolutely. we echo those sentiments, yep. you know, because – like we said yesterday, and thanks for the call, R D. You know, like we said yesterday, we know that, you know, there are a lot of Greg Pogue loyalists out there that, you know, and we the reality is we may have lost some people. Sure. Now that Greg's not on every morning. But those that hang with us, um those that stay will be champions. No. Um we we <laughs> hope that those that, that stay with us, we're gonna keep you entertained, we're gonna have fun and um I think you're gonna like what we have to present. So we appreciate that. You know, we heard from Dane today and you know, we're about to talk to Tony here. We just talked to R.D., so we appreciate you for uh, hanging with us. And we're gonna we're gonna do right by you. We promise. Speaking of Tony, let's go to him right now. Tony in Nolensville. Hi, Tony.
10: Good morning, General, and good morning, John. Good morning, Tony. I tell you what, it's always a the sun's up and how holler two you guys. You know, a minute or two. It's always makes it a good day. Always a good way to start the day too.
1: Appreciate that, brother.
10: I want to say that. Uh, I don't like to call often, but it's just my way of starting my day, and I uh, hope I don't bore the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> never. Be never. That honest, That's crazy um, talk. You know, Fan Duels put out there last week that Vanderbilt and y'all, you know, Brad Powers, him talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. Patton, that uh, two and a half wins again this year in football. Ah, you've got Ball State, Alcorn State, Georgia State, and Virginia Tech as your non-conference. It's always been said they've got to win those non-conference games to have a shot of maybe upsetting two SEC. Guys, I just don't see it. And I'm going to put y'all on the spot here. Do you see Vanderbilt going to a bowl game not only this year, next year. Do y'all see them either year, what they have to work with, with the schedule that it's going to be, including Texas and Oklahoma? Do y'all see Vanderbilt even these two years having a shot of going to a bowl I am a uh, pessimist. I don't. And I want to get y'all's take on that. And I'm going to hang up and let y'all talk about it, guys.
1: Thanks, Tony. Patton, go first. Oh. <laughs>
2: Kind (laughs) of, kind of with Tony, and I'll I'll say this: it really has nothing to do with Clark Lee. I just think, to me, really, I don't know if it has anything really to do with Vanderbilt either. I just think the situation that they're in—they are so far behind everybody else. Oh my god! And it—it's only getting worse this year. And who knows what that means for Texas and Oklahoma? Do they go back a little bit because? Instead of beating up on the Big 12, they're going to have legit powerhouses to play almost every single week. Right? It's hard to see. I will say this, though. I do like there seems to be some sort of commitment from Vanderbilt on the NIL aspect. Now, whether that means anything in, in the long run, I'm not so sure. This year is going to be key for me. I, I'm not. They don't have to win five games or anything, but if they can get to three or four wins and look good doing it, I can maybe get back onto the train, but with how they look last year, John, it's hard to say in year two or in two years' time, they're going to be playing at the at Nissan Stadium at the Music City Bowl. I, I just don't see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's unlikely. I mean, it's going to sound weird what I'm about to say, but until I see it, I'm not going to believe that right. I can see it. You know how pissed I got last year at this yeah. at this team when they started two and zero, and they had a chance to beat Wake Forest and they had a chance to beat UNLV and start off 4 and0. And now you're looking at, all right, let's find two more wins. We can find two more wins. We can be bowl eligible. And they blew it. Yep. And it just, it soured me. And I like Clark Lee and I respect him and I respect everybody at Vanderbilt. I really do. But it's just, you know, I mean, I've only been dealing with this for 12 years. You've, you've done it your whole life really have and there's some, and there's some like, good moments in there yeah. sprinkled
2: in but for the past right. really five six seven years it's it's been pretty dark I, I think although the expectations weren't sec championship level or i think expectations got to that team a little bit john i, I think bowl eligibility was something not only fans were talking about clark was talking about it in mm-hmm. the ball he's saying that's our goal we want to win six games we want to get to a bowl game and i think after after UNLV happened, I think everybody looked themselves in the mirror and I was like, done. oh, crap.
1: I was done after UNLV because yep. they got down big, they came back, took the lead late, and then allowed UNLV to just drive the length of the field. Guys wide open, they kick a field goal at the gun, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. And I think, I'm out, Jerry. And
2: I think Brad made a good point. As good as NIL could be for Vanderbilt with all the money they have over there, whether or not they spend or not, it's another one. But what we saw this offseason, they, they did have they had some guys that left that you're probably okay with. Will Shepard was, I'm not going to say a cancer in that locker room, but he clearly uh, wasn't uh, what, what Clark Lee wanted moving forward. So mm-hmm. he's in Colorado. He had a few other guys. but Terrific London, player, but yeah. But London Humphrey, uh, a guy born and raised, well, I don't know if he's born and raised, but went to high school at uh, Lipscomb Academy. Fantastic. A high school football player. Came to Vanderbilt. Played really well. Caught a lot of touchdown passes. Was one of the few bright spots of the season. Plays really well. Gets some uh, com- camaraderie with the quarterback room and with the fan base. He's a Georgia. He's in Athens right now. He's going to be catching passes from Carson Beck. So that's the worry is where the few players that you do develop really well, they're going to get bigger NIL deals elsewhere. They're going to play for better football teams, better head coaches, That, to me, is what worries me for Vanderbilt moving forward. If you finally get some talent on the roster, they don't stick around.
1: I've been saying this for years, and Greg and I used to go back and forth on this. You want to fix Vanderbilt football, you got to do two things, in my opinion. Embrace NIL and lower the academic standards specific to football players.
2: And I I think academic standards as well as, and this will... I, I, it won't happen in my lifetime, I don't think. But what the the transfer hours, that that, that is something you hear over and over again. Now, from, what
1: what are those? Well,
2: so like whenever, whenever a transfer portal player comes in, they're bringing in college credit hours that they oh, okay, had at yeah, a okay. previous school. Okay, yeah. You can only bring in a certain amount at Vanderbilt. They only accept a certain amount. So right. after you hit your junior year of college, if you transfer over to Vanderbilt, you're a sophomore automatically. It doesn't matter where you went to school. They don't. They don't take credit hours compared to like Tennessee, uh, Dalton Connect, where right. he was a senior at, at whatever school he was at beforehand. He comes into Tennessee, Northern
1: Colorado, I believe. Uh, yeah,
2: he's st- he's still he's still a senior. He's still going to get to graduate on time. It's a major issue these days. Kids don't want to start over effectively uh, in college, and
1: until that happens, well, yeah, I, I would I, say I would say this: to those kids. Don't rush it cuz the real world kind of sucks. <laughs> Milk that college experience for all. The, hang out, play sports, party your ass yeah. off. No, I I understand what you're saying. I mean, I don't know. I mean, conceivably could could they come out and say, "Hey, we're going to lower academic standards and, you know, like you said, transfer hours for specific to the football program because, you know, with Title 9 and everything like that." I mean, it's it you're opening up a can of worms at the end of the day. So that might not be the best solution, but it's the only one I got, man. You know? <laughs> Sounds good,
2: whether, <laughs> <laughs> whether that means uh, any, any wins for the football season. But I think as a whole, all those are good. But with what they've done the past five to ten years, they are so far behind everybody else in, in the SEC. And like I mentioned, you're bringing in two juggernauts, two more. And exactly. Who knows what happens with a, a, a school like Florida State with – what they're doing, trying to leave the ACC in Clemson. So I, I don't know. I think Vanderbilt's in some real trouble if yeah. Clark Lee can't literally walk on water and feed the five thousand.
1: <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, to answer Tony's question, uh, in two years, I, I don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. I certainly hope I'm wrong. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back. The head coach of the Nashville Cats Arena Football League team, Dean Kakinos, is going to join us. It's Cats Corner. It's going to be every Tuesday at ten forty here on uh, the JB and the General Show. Stick around. We're coming right back. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
8: This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
18: Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039 or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com.
6: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT.
11: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour.
5: There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few.
1: JB and the General, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Well, this is exciting, Patton. Every Tuesday, we're going to get a little Nashville Cats talk in because make no mistake about it, Patton, the Nashville Cats are back. Arena football, going to play their home games at Municipal Odd. They get started April 27th. We cannot wait. And Joining us now is the head coach of your Nashville Cats, the great Dean Kakinos, Coach, how are you?
16: Good morning. <laughs> um, hey, I'm doing great now after that intro. Uh, how about John? that? Hey, I'm listen. Hey, uh, I awesome. know how to Good put morning. people over. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Coach, how's everything going, man? I love, I'm sure you're, you're busy these days uh, getting, you know, putting the team together and all that.
16: Yeah, it's going great, John. You know, we've we've had the opportunity to speak a few times, and you, you've kind of witnessed, uh, you know, from a distance what we've been doing, and, uh Right now, on the football side, focus really is is mainly on building building out our roster. Number one, as we all know, it's the most important aspect of our teams. And uh, number two is just uh, you know finishing out our coaching staff. And you know we got a little late start on both, um, but I think we we've, we've made great strides over the last last two months, and uh, uh, it's really coming along well in, in terms of our roster. I think we to date we'll have twenty five players signed. Oh wow. You know, the the goal is 35 for camp. So we're, we're getting there and, you know, we're building this thing inside out, as we discussed previously.
1: Yeah, and when does camp open, Coach?
16: Uh, first week of April. We'll, we'll have a report date April 3rd, and we'll mm-hmm. hit the field uh, after physicals and all that orientation. Uh, we'll hit the field April 5th for training camp, and then the first game would be April 27th. Wow. At Municipal, yeah, it's coming fast, man, so, you know, we're getting on it now. It's getting late early, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, when you go through the process of looking for players to sign, I mean, uh, you know, would you prefer guys with AFL experience or any kind of big-time college football or maybe even some, some pro experience? How do, you, how do you go about the process of choosing who who you might want to sign?
16: Yeah, that's vital, right? That's a, that's the most important thing is how we're going to build this thing. So, arena ball is a little different, you know. As we know, it's a shorter field, and it's not for everybody. So, uh, but for us, the goal is obviously it's a it's a community sport. You know, our goal is to build it inside out. Meaning, we want to get guys with local ties here. Uh, first and foremost, good football players, um, but guys that either played high school here, play college somewhere within the region. You know, whether it was Vanderbilt, Austin P, Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State and Outwood, you know, Western Kentucky hit those areas and into Alabama. And uh, so we've done a really good job of that, of blending um, local guys. And then the next thing would be guys that played indoors, not so much arena football league. There's other indoor leagues. Mm-hmm. So it's important to us to have guys that have experienced the, the field and the walls and the closeness of the fans and the nets and the speed of the game. So uh, we, you know, our first two phases were really local players, local ties, and guys with indoor arena experience, and we've done a really good job on a a fast turn here. Uh, I think we're about seven or eight local, and then I think we're about eight to ten that have indoor experience. So we've we've checked those boxes on on those phases, and then the third thing would would expand outward to players coming down, you know, coming off the big field and other pro leagues, whether it's NFL, CFL. UFL's cranking up here and I believe two weeks, they start training camp. So uh, you know, there'll be a lot of guys popping out on the street coming up here in you know in March. So we're going to hold some spots here and try to get some quality players to fill in the back end. Then in the last phase, the most fun phase now is the open tryout. Yeah, and we're going to do that this Saturday, man. It's it's a lot of fun. I love these things, and you always find one or two, maybe three guys at these things, and it it, it provides an opportunity for the local guy. You know how it is, John. You slip through the cracks, right? Whether mm-hmm. injury or bad timing or life gets in the way, things happen. And, you know, right now I think we have 50 pre registered players. So we could see upwards to 100 players Saturday at Lipscomb. Uh, and uh, I'm excited, man. I think we're going to find one or two good players there.
2: Coach, uh, you signed three pretty established quarterbacks at, at a couple different levels. How do you want your quarterback to play in, in your style uh, of
16: offense? Throw the ball to the open (laughs) guy and don't throw it to the other team. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so it's a great question, uh, that. So, hey, first of all, go goes, man. You're, you're, absolutely. A Gub, right? uh,
2: I absolutely, I've heard you signed a couple, so you're, you're, you're set in my book. Uh, you're Coach
16: of the Year. Let's go, please. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I'll take it, I'll take all, all the compliments I can get right now. So, um, yeah, I, I actually, actually I ga at, at, Osprey way back awesome. under Roy Gregory in the early 90s. But, uh, yeah, in terms of quarterback play, it's, it's in any league and really, it, Really vital to your success in our league, the Arena Football League. Uh, you know, it's got quick release game, just so fast. You know, everything happens. You know, everybody talks about quick release in the NFL, but it's faster. You know, we're at one and a half, two seconds. Ball is coming out, mm. and so you really got to get a guy that has a quick trigger and, and just and tough. He's going to take a lot of hits, and, get, and it's not so much arm strength. It's accuracy, uh, toughness, and really a guy that can play with his head too. You know, not a lot of running in our game, so. We need throwers. You know, we need guys that can get back there and get the ball out and, and, and just spin it. So we've got three good ones. I'm excited about what we have here. It's a nice blend. And uh, they're really talented, kid. all of them, all three guys. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a good competition.
2: Coach, I was going to ask you about that. in the In the NFL, kind of the more mobile quarterbacks are kind of the coveted thing nowadays. In the Arena Football League, is that different?
16: It's completely different. So, um, you know, if you go back to the Kurt Warner story, you know, he's a you know a guy that just sits back and throw it, and they help him get to the NFL. The game's changed in the NFL a little bit. You know, it's become more of a uh, versatile quarterback that can do a little bit of everything. So in our league, it's just the spacing, right? So there's not a lot of space out there. It's fifty yard field. It's a hockey ring, and um, you know, you got three receivers, and you and you got. You know, three offensive linemen. So, you know, ball's coming out. It's out fast. It's, you got four downs. We don't punt. So, uh, it's a completely different game. You get down in the short field in the goal line here. A guy that can run a little bit will help you a little bit. But generally, no. Qu- guys that run for a living at quarterback or have a blend of running, throwing, at quarterback don't do really well historically in the Arena Football League.
1: Coach, uh, uh, as you mentioned, open trial coming up this Saturday. Can uh, can still people get involved with that? What do, you, what do you got going on there?
16: Yeah, so, you know, walk-ups is usually – so if you pull in 50 on a pre-register, you can, you know, by – just historically through my experience in 18 years uh, in the Arena League, it, that usually doubles. You know, we can see upwards to 100 players. So we expect a big walk-up, and all they need to do is come in, come in early. Registration starts at 9.00 um we have to fill out some forms sign a waiver and I, there's a fee whatever the fee is they'll they'll tell tell them there but it'll be a cash fee and we'll process them and, and you know get them some cash gear and and we'll put them through the full gauntlet you know we'll do we'll do uh performance testing drills and you know small small combine type stuff real small 40 some shuttles we'll do some position drills individual stuff and then and then we'll compete. We'll do some one-on-one stuff. So it's a great opportunity for anybody who wants to come out and, and, and just show us what you got.
1: Well, Coach, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to the season. And uh, we're, we love that we're doing Cats Corner every Tuesday, either with you or maybe a player with the uh, – not that Greg Polk guy. We don't need him. But Coach, we're really excited about the Nashville Cats coming back. And uh, it's great to talk with you and um, look
16: forward to doing it again real soon. All right? Awesome. Thanks, John. Good to meet you, Pat. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person, buddy. But always a pleasure, John. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks coach.
1: coach. By the way, you can visit thenashvillecats.com uh, for ticket information. It's got more information about the open tryouts as well. Um, look at the season ticket packages here. Very affordable. Great family entertainment. Like I said, I worked briefly in the Arena Football League behind the scenes. It is a lot of fun. And uh, for those that remember the first incarnation of the Nashville Cats, they remember it well. So. All right, we'll come back and wrap up uh, a Tuesday edition of J.B. and the General right here on WNSR.
6: Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million. All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
8: Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two
11: starter doses.
8: your doctor today about skyrizi the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit skyrizi.com or call one 866 sky Rizzy to learn more
0: That's 800-649-0142.
5: When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, coworkers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week including holidays. Visit online at StrikeAndSpare.com. Strikeandspare.com. Strike and spare, where fun is bowling.
12: Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity as the return to the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person.
1: You know this song
2: i do only because it says it on the uh on the computer no.
1: <laughs> so i won't i won't play like i do jb and the general wrap it up tuesday edition here on wnsr nashville sports radio jim rome follows us in just a couple of minutes later this afternoon we've got the mcfarlands from two to four they welcome your phone calls and, and they mean it, mean it. Predators in Vegas tonight, taking on the Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights. Nine o'clock faceoff tonight. Uh, Tennessee men's basketball on the road at Missouri. Tigers are zero twelve in the SEC, including a loss to Vanderbilt. So you gotta like the Vol's chances to win the, that game. I would say. Yes. Say your prayers for the Vol's tonight. They need
2: it. Tough match. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Against the Tigers. Yeah. Mulehead will be you know all nervous watching you know. <laughs> Pet, petting his donkey and watching. I mean, we're you saying
2: know. all this. Missouri's going to go on and win the damn thing, but no. Dude, uh, I would laugh a yeah. hearty
1: guffaw. I'm sorry. I would. <laughs> no offense, uh, Vol Honks. By the way, we were talking about uh, Yogi Berra earlier mm-hmm. with uh, RD. He won 10 World Series as a player. Wow. 10 World Series. He's like the Bill Russell of MLB. Say, yeah. You know, if would, would Russ win 11? I, I think 10 as a player, yeah, 1 as a player yeah, coach. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of rings. That's, a, that's... Not enough fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put one on your pinky toe. Or something. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for Bill. I mean, it's perfect for Yogi. Yeah, so, uh, wow. You imagine that. I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, measuring players based solely on championships, which I think is ridiculous. I think you and I agree with that. You know, because we always argue about LeBron and stuff like that. But, uh 10 World Series that's pretty good alright that's going to wrap things up for a Tuesday edition we're back tomorrow still no sign of Sal hope he's alright Sal if you're listening we miss you we need to get that first call uh, under our belts but uh, we'll monitor the situation today see if the Titans do anything tag wise don't think they will um, and uh, we'll come back tomorrow recap the balls game and the Preds game and take your phone calls two days in Patton we're still here Mr. Johnson hasn't walked in here and ripped her headset off, so it should be all right. Everybody have a great day. Jim Romas next. We'll see you tomorrow.